You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 554 for Monday, June 15th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Are these guys serious like a whole show about Mini Coopers? Just read the copy, man. <sighs> All right. You're listening to White Roof Radio. All right, how's that? Let's do a show. Hey, let's do a show. Everybody, it's DB in Arizona. We're bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio, presumably appropriately numbered, because I, I guess I've been going backwards in time with the show numbers. Anyway, uh, if you have seen an issue, go back, check. I fixed it. Anyway, uh, we're doing a show. We're talking about minis and stuff for you on a Monday night, like we like to do. Uh, my good friend Todd Pearson from uh, Lenexa, Kansas, MotoringStripes.com. He's with us tonight. Todd, say hi. I am here. Of course, the good Reverend Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com is joining us as well. Hello, everybody. Oh, nice. And uh, Alex is here. From the very dry and very hot Boston. Uh, whatever. Just, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Just for have DB. Have some tea. Yeah, or something. Yes. Anyway, we're here to talk about minis. What's going on? Yeah, we are here to talk yeah, about. Minis. We're not going to talk about weather because uh, Arizona, we're in summertime, so it's 100 degrees, 24 hours a day. Uh, Kansas and Detroit, and it's like 68 degrees with a delightful breeze coming from the <laughs> south southwest. And then Alex says it's dry in Boston. I'm just kind of going whatever. Yeah, we have rain. It's like 90 degrees here. Oh, I think something like this. Oh, it's pretty warm for Boston. I'm surprised you're not dead. Yes, yeah, like yeah. our spring is late because <laughs> now it's tornado season. Oh. <laughs> Is it tornado season already? Yeah, yeah. We got like tornadoes and thunderstorms and just nuts, not balls. Yeah, yeah. I, we're speaking of we're weeks from uh, monsoon season, so I'm pretty excited about that. Got a haboob coming out to, to Phoenix. Always looking forward to a good haboob, man. I'm just saying. It gives me a reason to wash my car. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Look up <laughs> the word haboob. H A. you spell that? H-A-B-O-B. Just like it sounds. <laughs> just like it sounds, dude. Ha-boob. Somebody, somebody <laughs> fancy term for dust storm. It's a Did real you word. say hot boobs? Ha. No, not hot boobs. H-A. <laughs> Ooh, somebody get that man a girlfriend. Somebody get Rusty well, we a girl. we know what's on his mind. <laughs> yeah. We really need to work on We got to get Rusty a girl. Oh. Holy okay. Well, we're not going to talk about dust storms or boobs, for that matter. We are going to talk about many <laughs> We've got news for a motoring file. We have a, a, a big pile of what we consider to be content portion of the show stuff to talk about. And uh, some shout-outs and other things like that. Um, before we do get to any of that, let's start off with a reminder about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof, uh, our friends over at OutMotoring.com. We like them. So do you. They still got those uh, pedal sets on special. We talked about those last week, those really cool uh, aluminum pedals. You guys would probably really like those. You should go check them out. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, also on special, turbo downpipe. For those of you who are needing a downpipe uh, for your turbo, there's a reason for that, and I don't know why. What I think is actually kind of a good deal is you've got like a, a really cool suspension kit, Bilstein shocks and Eibach springs. Already it's like a complete package for your car, whatever car you've got. And it's like 900 bucks, which is cheaper than Coney Yellows. And it comes with really nice springs at the same time that I had on my last car, and they were awesome. Uh, and finally, uh, Grits Car Wash and Wax for a little 16-ounce bottle. You should go over and check all that stuff out. It's all stuff you already heard about because you already subscribed to the Outmotoring newsletter, right? You get over there. You make sure if you're not subscribed, you need to subscribe. And the reason why you subscribe besides finding out about all these great deals is you also get a 5% discount coupon automatically once a month. comes in your email box. Boom. Get your own. Done and done. That way, anytime you buy anything at Outmotoring.com, you can go over there and enter your discount code and you save 5% on your whole order. That's awesome. I've used it every time I've ordered stuff from outmotoring.com. It's really, really awesome. Go over there and check all that stuff out. It's all awesome stuff. And that, of course, from our friends over at outmotoring. Outmotoring.com, mini performance speed and Bilstein B12 suspension kit. That's outmotoring.com. Oh, and don't forget to say thanks for supporting White Roof Radio in the order form in the notes field. Thank you. Yes. We like that. So do they. Anyhow, Maestro, if you please. Boom. file.com this evening and uh, let's kick things off tonight with auto express comparing the jcw to the fiesta st and the Vauxhall vxr two cars that we don't get here in the states sadly but they still compared it anyway because they couldn't help themselves and i would bet i didn't actually read the review did anybody read the review yeah i did yes 
Okay, so go. You want to go, uh, Todd? Don't make me vamp because I'll lie <laughs> and it'll be bad. The short, the short, the short version is the Fiesta ST cleaned up. It's an awesome car. Well, I think the short version is is that they like the Mini a lot, but um, the the criticism too expensive. is it's too expensive. The JCW is uh, way too expensive and doesn't feel like it's worth the six thousand dollar difference uh, over a Cooper S and more like eight or nine thousand dollar difference than than the other couple of cars. Um, I don't know. We're 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 guessing here because they're in. You know, British pounds or euros or whatever the stink they're paying for things over on across the pond, right? But um, it is quite a bit more expensive, and we've been talking about this for a while too. Is that as many pricing themselves out of, you know, uh, whatever? We still haven't defined what the heck uh, uh, car class are we considering minis in? I mean, are they performance cars? Are they compact cars? They're definitely not economy cars. Uh, yeah, I, I think they are uh, like compact, uh, premium cars, uh, like the Audi S one, right? I mean, I would have right. put the the JCW against the Audi S one, not necessarily the the Vauxhall, you know, whatever, and the Fiat, Fiat ST, just because. Well, there is this. I mean, I think Europe is also very different from the US, right? There is this culture of hot hatches that we don't have in the US. I think. Right. I think, uh, and so obviously you're gonna put any hot hatch. Like the Renault, you know, RS, you know, the Clio RS or any of those cars, the the Fiesta, the Vauxhall, the Polo GTI uh, that we also don't get. Yeah, the Peugeot also that we don't get in the US, right? And so obviously you're going to put Mini against those cars. But, you know, what I said in the article at the end, I think it's not uh, in terms of when you look at performance and all that and the the hot, just the hot hatch segment. Yes, it makes sense to put Mini in that comparison. But if you look uh, on like at the brand level, Comparing Mini to Ford, that you have a mass market, you know, brand versus a niche, you know, premium brand. So that's why, you know, it does, it makes sense. At the same time, it doesn't make sense. You see, guys, what I mean? Yeah, no, I I see what you mean. And and the closest we could come to compare it to in the U.S. would be like, I think if they did this, a similar comparison, it would be like a GTI and maybe a Focus ST. Um, throw that Volvo, thrown in there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's definitely an option. But the more I've been thinking about this, and we've beat this drum to death over the last, what, four months, since we've known the pricing for the JCW, is when you get this thing nicely equipped, in it, it's in excess of $40,000. Right. It is. Okay? And you can get a lot, like you get into the $40,000 price. If you have forty dollars to $42,000 to spend on a car, okay, let's just take out of the equation... Yes, that's expensive. Let's just go. You know what? I've got enough money. I can spend forty-two grand on a car. The question remains: Are you going to buy a mini? And right. my answer to that question is probably not. Right. Unless I have like five other cars, and I don't care. And it's like, oh, I just want to find a nice little forty-two thousand dollar niche car. That just seems insane to me. But right. there are people who do that. There's, there's no question. There's people who are driving around. I know them personally. They've got a Lexus. They've got a Land Rover, and they got a Mini. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got a, quite a, a range of cars, or they've got a Porsche. They've got whatever, and they've got a Mini. And hands you know, down, if, if you cross the parking lot, you get there's what three different models of BMW that start at forty grand or less. Yeah. 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 And I'm not exactly. talking about used cars. I, I'm saying if you want to buy a new car, if you want to go, you know, purchase a brand new car. Yeah, there's kind of a dead zone in the upper 30s, and many rules that it's it's a good value for like 36 grand. But which you can do. There's no que- there's no question that you can get a JCW, but you you may not have it equipped the way we would all want it. Right. Now uh, I want to say something in regards to like the difference in price. That um, like there is still like a very big difference in terms of interior quality. And I know you know interior quality does nothing for the performance of the car. Let's be honest, but there is a huge difference. You know, I I, uh, I it's it's funny because someone at work just bought a, a GTI, mm-hmm. and so I had a chance to uh, to uh, drive it this uh, f- during lunch today, and. Um, and uh, like the interior quality is like a lot different than than the than the the mini, uh, and I was in a JCW last weekend, and so I mean there is a world between the the two the two interiors, right? But th- you but you will compare those cars on performance and stuff, and so people you know j- just at the ho- look at the whole package, right? And so uh, obviously like you're gonna see that you're gonna have the mini like coming be- being more expensive. That said, I agree with Todd. I mean, like a nicely equipped uh, Cooper S uh, is almost on the same level as a as a JCW. So I'm not sure, you know, until 
we have a chance to to do a, a, a an extensive test test of it. Like I, I'm not sure like if it's the difference is worth it. Like should you spend like you know six thousand dollars more uh, and rather just spend the money on the on a on a Cooper S and a couple of mods. You know what uh, my opinion right now is, and this is after we we actually got an email from a listener <clears throat> this week that was asking me, hey, let's get a long term review of the the Cooper, the 2014 Cooper that's in your house. And uh, that is coming very soon, and I will say right here in a nutshell that my recommendation, this is Todd, my personal recommendation for a new Mini, if you're looking at one right now, is to go load up a Cooper, and you can get one really fully loaded for around twenty-eight to $29,000. So if you do that, that is a lot of fun. That three-cylinder car in sport mode is a blast to drive. It it is extremely enjoyable. And that's for me coming from a GP every day with, you know, not quite twice the horsepower, but pretty darn close to it. Um, Man, the Cooper, I think the best bang for your buck in minis right now is the Cooper hardtop. Just load it up with nav, mini connected, everything. And uh, you'll have a ball with that. You'll get decent gas mileage. It gets in the upper 30s to sometimes over 40 on the highway. And uh, you will enjoy the heck out of that car. You go, you know. It's funny. I, I start looking around, and the things that you can get for forty grand, you can get a Cadillac for forty grand now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's an, a, it's an ATS coupe, right? But still, less than forty grand. Ford Focus ST, starting it, is the price of a Cooper, and that's for the ST. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not as nice a car, right? The Focus still has that kind of rental car interior. The Cadillac's pretty okay. It's got the Corvette motor, but I mean, still. I don't know. Well, and like Alex said, the GTI, while it's you know comparably equipped, is going to be comparably priced. There's deals to be had on those, and you can get them for quite a bit less, for three, four thousand dollars less than an equivalently equipped Mini. However, I think I agree with Alex on this: is that the build quality in the new Mini, the 2014 and above, the the F56 Mini is uh, a lot better than the GTI. GTI is no slouch. It's a great car by. I mean, it's got a lot it's, of fans, it, a lot of followers, but uh, still. It, it's funny. My my dad always said that if you wanna if you wanna have a quick you know uh, uh, assessment of the build quality of a car, just close the door and listen to the noise. Yeah. And so close the door of a Mini versus cl- closing the door of a GTI. This is this is two different worlds. Like it feels you know the Mini it feels solid, it's robust, like heavy. You know, like you. That being you said, it's not door. as good as it used to be. I'll say this: closing the door on let's say DB's old R50. His new R56, and yeah. then you go up to a Cooper F56. They're three different sounds, and it almost feels like... Now I know this is technology. I know things are getting lighter and better built. But the best of those three cars would be DB's 2002 or 2003 R50 uh, Cooper. The R50? Yeah. It feels yep. more solid, like it's made of real metal and real parts. It's heavy. Yeah, and I know that's not necessarily a good thing R56 in cars. R fifty six is heavy too, and the R fifty six is a solid car. It's but decent. It doesn't feel as it doesn't feel as tight. Does that make sense? I agree. I agree with you. It feels it feels loose. Oh. I guess. I mean, comparing Cooper to Cooper, I, I guess I'm not really sure. And I'm not saying the build quality is getting worse. I don't don't mean that. But no, I think no, not at all. I think that the the quality and the weight of materials, like I worked on an R53 today. I put stripes on an R53, and I opened the bonnet, and it's been a while. I mean, I've opened my bonnet fairly recently, but doing side-by-side, and you lift it, and Chad, you probably realize this. The bonnet on an R53 is heavy, especially with xenon headlights in it. Oh, yeah. And part of it is because you've got you know, 20, 30 pounds of headlights there, but it's solid metal, and it's heavy, and you raise it up, and the I F- think a lot of it is the headlights too, though. Yeah, the F fifty six. You pop that thing and you lift it with one finger, and it just flies in the air, and it feels flimsy in comparison, which it is. You press on the metal on the F fifty six, and you can actually dent the top of it. Um, well, it's for pedestrian crash test standards. Well, yeah, car has, car has to hit people safely. Yeah, but back to Alex's point of you know slamming the door. Yeah, you can hear the difference still, even in the F fifty six. It sounds solid. It sounds tight. It sounds well built. And it is all of those things. There's no question that I think the current Mini is one of the best built, best build quality Minis that they've had. Um, you know, engine longevity remains to be seen, but I think so far, now that we've gotten through the hiccups of the first six months of all those recalls, 
which it's getting there. We yeah. we went over that, and I think we heard from off. And I'll say this off the record. I'm going to say it again from people at Mini. Uh, they were like, you know what? Ten years ago, this wouldn't have been an issue. It's all GM's fault because of all the recalls and they had with the ignition thing, and they've got Toyota's got breaking yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I'm gonna say it. I think I said it last time. You said this. I, I kind of agree, but then again, like it's not like it's not. Uh, it's it, it's not an excuse. It's not like you know. Oh, but this guy killed the other guy on the street. So why can't I kill someone? <laughs> well, you know, that's just not not you can't. You just can't do this now. I I agree so, with you, but I think the issues. The the point is 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 it it's a recall. There's always going to be issues with the new car, and this is one of DB's pet peeves that he talks about. Never buy a first year car because it's got a bunch of glitches. That right. happened. That exactly happened with the F56, right? Right. So, so I just but, wanted to say one last thing before we, we move on to something else. Uh, you, you talked about like deals, uh, Todd. Yeah. Uh, you know, like deals to be had on GTIs and stuff. Uh, you, you know better than I think any of us because you work at a dealership right now. There are also crazy deals on, on mini slash BMWs right yeah. now. Like they really want to put people in those cars. They really are. Go out and buy one right now. It's a, they're, they're giving great deals. Interest rates are still low. Never a better time to buy a new car or even a Mini, especially. Yeah, I, I opened up um, MiniUSA.com, and they have the most ridiculous ad at the top of the page. It says, take on summer with a countryman. <laughs> They're that really... Just, that just don't make no sense. Yeah, really trying to uh, uh, push a car that is aging in the line... Yeah, but if you've got good credit, they're giving away a buck ninety nine a month. I mean, come on now. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Yep, yep. Instead, let us talk next about uh, everything you want to know, possibly know, want, or desire about the 2016 Mini Clubman coming up. Uh, A whole bunch of pictures of uh, the Clubman with the swirly graphics and a whole bunch of details straight from the press pool. I I want this car badly. Okay. I do. Oh, interesting. I, I, I really like everything I've seen about this car. I like the looks of it. And you know what? I don't think I'm changing my tune. I said this way back. Um, yeah. You know. No, we've, we've all said it since they, we saw the, the prototypes. Yeah. Yeah. The, when we saw that, that concept. Right. That con- yeah. yeah. When they came out with the concept and we're like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's the car. Yeah. Now, here's the scary part is a lot of people and true diehard Mini fans are going, oh, but it's wider. It's longer. It's not a Mini anymore. I'm like, shut up already. You know what? All cars are getting bigger, and Mini is still one of the smallest cards on the road. So yeah. just shut up and deal with it. This is what it is. Go go buy yourself a GTI. Go buy yourself a freaking Yaris if you like a small car. You know, that's what I'm yeah. yeah. And and seriously, I mean you're right. And seriously, people need to stop like with this with the theme because this is like the F generation is going to be this way, yeah. and the G generation probably next. Uh, it's going to be also a little bit even bigger, and probably by then we'll have the Rocketman or something equivalent. So just just stop on this. Like it's not gonna, they're not going to change it. This is what it is. It's not going to change. Right. So just give up on it. As long as they get the proportions right, and I think I'm looking at this picture on Motoring File right now. That's right. Red car with the swirly graphics. Yeah, they fixed the front end too. Yes. Going to it looks, but like the, the proportions work for me. It's a little bit longer in the back, and mm-hmm. from what I've heard, um, I guess there's a few dealers that that where all the dealers got to go see this car in person without the swirly graphics. Yes, without the swirly graphics, and the doors on this car are bigger than they look. Okay, good. Yeah, I think I was told by one person at a dealer. Uh, that the door feels as big as it does on the hardtop, like it's as long. It's not like the four-door Mini, which got the little short, tiny doors, and you hit your head. This car doesn't feel like that. It feels big, like a hardtop with four big-ass doors. Right, right. And, and uh, I've seen uh, in one of the uh, other websites, I don't know which one, I think it was maybe Motor Trend or something like this, I've seen like a, a full-profile picture and that front bumper looks amazing. Uh, I'm sorry again to talk about this, but no, it looks so much is, better though. This is just the extent of the. I, I think I'm gonna call it like a design mistake on the F56. It just showed like the extent of that mistake, and that they could have done this thing like much better the first time around. Yep. So, I'm I'm terribly looking forward to it. So anyway, I just think um, I really like the looks of this club, and I wish we didn't have to wait until first quarter next year to see it. I agree. I'm still calling shenanigans on all the engine choices as well. Oh, because you don't believe there's going to be a hybrid and a and a uh, diesel, right? 
I believe there'll be a hybrid before there will be a diesel. This car will not be available in the United States. Mark my words, people. Mark my words. <laughs> this car will not be available. This car or any Mini will not be available as a diesel in the United States ever. <laughs> ever. They will never. I'm telling you right now. Gabe keeps going, oh, yeah, 2017. No, it's crap. They, will not, they won't do it. I guarantee they won't do it. Yeah. Somebody tell me why they'll do it, and then maybe I'll change their mind. But they won't do it. Nobody's put on a piece of paper from Mini USA that, oh yeah, for sure, we're bringing the diesel to the United States. Well, not yeah, only they never will. Not only that, DB, but an all-wheel drive diesel. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's definitely not going to happen. That's definitely not going to happen. A hybrid, maybe. That's only because American car buyers are dumb, so they they'll buy a hybrid because they think they're being green, and they have no idea how much strip mining the land in Canada is causing acid rain to destroy the rainforest <laughs> and wherever. That being said, I'm going to go buy a Tesla. I'm just saying. Yeah. We'll get a hybrid. We won't get the diesel. Yeah, someday. Which is just dumb. No, we won't get a diesel. We won't. I don't know. If it's a plug-in hybrid and it really does get... It's not going to be a plug-in hybrid. It's going to be a hybrid like a Prius. Like 90-some miles to the gallon? It's not going to be a plug-in hybrid. It's going to be a regular hybrid. Okay. I'm telling you right now, this is what's going to happen. I, I, this, <laughs> it's, it's mini USA, and they're trying to bring new stuff to the United States that they won't do it. If it's a hybrid, it'll well, be a regular hybrid, and they were not going to bring the diesel, which is too bad because the diesel engine is brilliant. Let's put it this way. Uh, they're following BMW's tracks, and BMW has – they have quite the experience now with diesels in their cars. They have quite a few diesels in the lineup in the U.S. Oh, yeah. And hybrid, not plug-in hybrids. Well, because you well, can't call I-8. the I-8. Yeah. That's, if you're rich. Yes, technically. Well, I- isn't the isn't the i three a plug in hybrid? Uh, it's a it's an, a fully electric car. You can get right. the backup right. engine, which gasoline, which is like a seriously, it's like a lawnmower engine that takes a, like a third of a gallon of gas. <laughs> I'm not to, kidding. Like, open the boot and like pull on the cord to start it. I'm not kidding. And and to fill the yeah, the range extending engine. Uh, you think I'm joking, but it is a little like a two cycle, like l- literally nothing that takes, you know, a couple tablespoons of fuel that right. will get you to someplace to plug your car in so you can charge it. <laughs> anyway, I just want to make sure that everybody out in the white roof radio motor line that they're not really excited about any engine other than, you know, the fuel, regular gasoline engines in any Mini Cooper coming to the United States. The dinosaur. Just don't, just don't hold your breath. Yeah, burning dead dinosaurs. Don't get all excited. Oh, good, I can get a hybrid. No, you can't because they're not going to bring the hybrid to the United States. Oh, I'll get a diesel. No, you can't because they're not going to bring the diesel to the United States either. So. You know it would be cool, though? If they had the diesel, you could run it on French fry grease. Dude, that's what I want. That's what diesel. <laughs> run it on French fry grease. Make all of these streets will smell like McDonald's. I want the first person with the biodiesel mini. I want, yeah, exactly. Somebody's probably already done it in Europe. You know why? Because you can buy a diesel mini over there. You haven't been able to ever since they built them. Yeah, but they have one. I have one. Luke, Eric has, or Alex has one. So anyway, that's my little engine rant. I'm done. Thank you for listening. Continue on with what you guys were talking about. (laughs) All right. So I I don't, I don't want to be the cranky guy about it, but I mean, we've been seeing these, these awesome, these awesome, not gasoline powered motors from, you know, in the stable for so long. And they keep saying, oh yeah, we're going to bring it to the States. So yeah, we're going to bring it to the States. Vinny told me, he said, dude, no, we're bringing the diesel to the United States. He lied to me. He flat out lied to me. That was 2008, man. He said that back in 2008. (laughs) He lied to me, Vincent. Lied to me. That's all right. He's over at BMW now. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. He's like, oh, man, we got diesels for days over here now, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Segwaying on this Clubman, these Clubman pictures, what do you guys think of those wheels? Those are wheels we've never seen on a Mini before. They look like um, uh, wheels from an M car. Or an X6, don't they? An X6M. Like, yeah. I, I like them. I- I, I like them. I think I think they they do a the better wheel. job than they did on the F56. I mean, the so wheel. far from what I'm saying. It's on the red car, or the wheels on the yellow car. They're the same. On the yellow car, they are no, they're not the same. Oh no, they're... the yellow ones are different. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, I like the ones on the yellow one. I like them both. They're pretty good. Yeah, I don't like the ones on the red car. They look cheap. Yeah, no, they're... I like them both. Yeah, like aluminum foil cans. I like them both. I I'm not a big fan of uh, the current lineup of wheels for Mini. I. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I think one. they need to yeah. fire their wheel designers. Yes. We've had yes. much better looking wheels in the past, and this yes. gives me hope. 
this gives me hope. If unless those are like snapped on BMW wheels that they literally did pull off of an X six M. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like look at uh, if you look at the I don't know, like a three twenty eight, three twenty eight or three thirty five M Sport, you'll see the wheels on the yellow Clubman are really, really similar. Really, I think. I think yeah. Yeah. Well, that being said, I'm looking forward to this. I'm I'm afraid when they pull that the swirly graphics off the back of it. That the the tail lights on the back and the back end is going to be a little scary. Nah, it's just going to be the giant. Just going to be the giant, you know, tail lights that we're used to seeing on the F fifty six. It doesn't look like. And here's the one thing it takes care of for me on the F fifty six. Like Alex has railed against the the bumper and the front treatment, and I think a lot of people don't like that. I'm not a fan of the front end of the F fifty six, but to me, the hips of the F fifty six are uh, pretty bad. Okay. So right. I actually like them. Yeah, and I think the clubman they've kind of taken care of this, and it looks more. It's like boom, there's the mini, there's the mini we've all grown to love. Yes, <laughs> yes. So. Moving on, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's finish off. Alex put up a post uh, earlier this week, last week. Sorry, um, asking people what they think of the F56 uh, John Cooper Works car. Those who have possibly yeah. there's 50 comments. So I mean, it's pretty popular. Yeah, I mean, I went, I went, you know, we we had a chance, you know, Todd has had a chance to drive it. I drove it a couple of times. Uh, hopefully, we get more uh, time behind the wheel very soon. Uh, you know, the impression that we got are very similar to uh, to what people are saying. I think on Monitoring File, you have a bunch of people that bought one, love it, obviously. A bunch of people who don't necessarily necessarily see the value, uh, and you know, compare it to, let's say, the Golf R, for instance. Uh, and a lot of not, and a bunch of people who just hate it because they hate everything mini apparently, but I'm not <laughs> sure why they come in on mothering file anyways. Um, and so and so no, we're not crazy. You know, we, we think what our opinion is seems to be shared by uh, by uh, mini enthusiasts. And uh, you know, again, I think we need to spend more time behind the wheel. I said one thing to to Todd. I think uh, last weekend when I had to, a chance to sit behind the wheel of a JCW is that the car is better with more miles on it. The the first one that I drove only had like maybe six or 10 miles on it. The one that I drove this weekend had like uh, 400 miles on it. So uh, it gets better. Uh, it's just, I, th- I think it's a, it's a mix of value and some of the t- t- this exterior design tidbits that people haven't let go since the launch of the F56. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So how long has this this JCW been out now? The F fifty six. It's it's like more than a month, right? Yeah, uh, it's since April. I think my local dealer, if I'm not mistaken, they've sold one, maybe two. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I I so to the the dealer I talked to last weekend told me that they had like very few allocations, uh, and that they were all sold out uh, for now. So I I don't know how. Uh, ah, they're telling works. you. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. That's be. <laughs> pardon my so pardon my Maybe French, you know as they say. Allocations work, uh, <laughs> Todd. Like once you uh, uh, use all your, you know, your uh, allocation. Like, do you get a new one right away, or do you get not, a new one like the next year? How does it work? Not necessarily. It used to be the point where dealers get certain allocations every month. Like they could order this many cars, and if they didn't take all of those, the next month they got fewer and fewer but right now most dealers are so flush with cars that they don't even want the allocations that they're given um and right. that's not necessarily the true uh, across the board but i know a lot of dealers are like that like next month they're like oh we got 70 cars allocated and they're like screw that we've got 150 on the ground we don't want all this extra inventory sitting here right so i think your sales but you can never believe a salesperson and I don't care how much you trust them. Don't <laughs> believe the salespeople when they tell you, oh, we're sold out. These these are unavailable. But we got one for you. <laughs> right. Nobody, nobody has my car because nobody puts together. Uh, no, that's another brand. I just, I just stopped it before it started. You were about to just bitch about nobody gets a manual Cooper, right? No, that wasn't it at all. Oh, okay. Wasn't it at all? Oh, okay, good. Just the lack of interior options. You know, dealers are building cars. You know, oh, they I agree with that. Sell, not, set car, not spec cars that people shouldn't own. You're 100 percent correct, and and I had uh I took that's like that's like Walmart selling hundred dollar computers. You, you were know? standing talking to me, DB. We had a nice conversation with uh, David. Don't call me Dave Duncan. That's right. Um, <laughs> Vice President of Mini USA. Thank you I, very much. I think we should just revert to calling Colin's favorite is my favorite uh, Double D. The Double D. 
Yeah. <laughs> so DB and I had a nice conversation with Double D at Amviv. Completely uh, delightful conversation. He was he was such a joy to hang out with. He had such a good time. I, I think I might have mentioned this last week in the show, but he had such an awesome time. He was there with his son. They did the really rally. They came to the pool party. Yeah. He was it was awesome. I mean, he was having a great time looking at all the minis and the way everybody customizes them. He was just blown away. He was. But we brought up the the very point DB that you said there was yeah. that dealers like right now like ten ten to fifteen percent of cars are custom ordered by customers. Right. Which is what they want. It's like you're going to walk in there and you're going to say, this is exactly what I want. I'm going to order it. I'm going to get it, right? That, to me, is the only way you can gauge what people really want. Because most people will go into a dealer and they're like, I want a yellow car with this option on it and this. And the dealer's like, well, we don't have any yellow, but we got blue and it doesn't have this, but it has all the other things. HK, but it has all the other things. Right. And and most people end up getting talked into that. And they're like, okay, I I really want to buy a car today. I don't want to have to go through this again. So I'll take the blue one without, you know, the nav and, and whatever else. So anyway, we had this discussion with Double D. (laughs) <laughs> about how, you know, it's a misnomer. And he told us a little story, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, back information on th- the things they go through and the arguments they have at Mini USA about what to do and what to kill for options and because of, of take rate, if you will, right. what people. And we just were like, you know what? I think you need to rethink again how to do that because most of these cars, let's say 90, 85 to 90% of these cars are being ordered by sales managers who just want to move a car. They don't care about what options are on it they want right. the cheapest car they can get right because that's what sells yeah yeah so exactly. anyway yeah he and the finance guy you know make a little coin on the side building an extras on things you know right, he's just right. like what's going to push the metal we're going to give you a, we're going to sell push the extended maintenance the extended warranty and whatever kind of like, what did it used to be back in the day? What was the the Ming finish? Do you remember the Ming finish? Well, um, a, a clear bra? No, no. There was like this coating that they put on the car, and, and at least locally, it was called Ming at the time. I don't okay. think it's still around anymore. Now oh. it's called... Window uh, tint. And um, yeah. what, low jack. Yeah, the window tint. Yeah, and etching the windows. Um, yeah. Right now, I call it snake oil, but there's a, uh, a resistol. That's one of the things that's available, resistol. Yeah, out, out here the things it's a low jack and window tint goes yeah. on all the cars. You get it? That's over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, check it out. It's got low jack and window tint. And you know the dealer charges five hundred dollars for one of those items, and it costs them fifty bucks. And air in the tires. Oh yeah, nitrogen in the tires. Yeah, that's a big one. Oh, it's got nitrogen air in the tires. That's why we're charging you only twenty eight thousand dollars for this base molecule. <laughs> you know what I want to say? Next time they say that, I'm like, prove it. Prove <laughs> yeah. to me there's nitrogen in there. I know it's got a fancy green cap. Got the green caps, man. That's how I would know. like to see the molecular structure yes. of the air, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have a mass spectrometer in my car. Give me a little bit of that air out of there. <laughs> that's a shout out if to I all find my. You to be lying. I get this car for free. That, that's a shout out to all my chemistry. <laughs> Rock paper scissors. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Because everybody should carry a mass spectrometer with them when they test drive a car. Seriously, I don't know if that's how you would test if it was nitrogen I mean, or not. I'm, I'm, in fact, I've got a new Sold me on it. <laughs> I'm going to build it out so it's a pocket-sized mass spectrometer. Uh-huh. Done. There we go. Know if your dealer is pulling your leg or not. <laughs> There's the next thing that White Roof Radio should uh, should make is like the special app for your iPhone that tests whether or not you actually have nitrogen in your car. <laughs> yes. What's I'm sure you're gonna get super smell it. for this. Just let it, Make just, just millions. Press a little bit out there. Oh yeah. nope, that smell I can smell I can smell water. It just smells <laughs> We we will get like ten emails on exactly how this needs to happen too. <laughs> and there's been arguments for as long as there's been they've been putting nitrogen in tires, whether it's valuable or not. And I think it is in some place like where Chad is and where I am and where uh, Alex lives, where you get four seasons. Because what happens when you air up your tire to, let's say, 37 pounds, 37 PSI, in the middle of summer, and it's 95 degrees out, and you don't check the tire, and then it gets to fall, and the temperature starts to drop. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I let this slip. We're not doing the tire show. Yeah. No, I'm just saying (laughs) this is about nitrogen. This isn't about tires so much. This is about whether nitrogen. And you're putting air in there, but then it gets to be 35 degrees out, and then all of a sudden... You've only got 32 pounds of air in your tire, and it throws an, an error light. 
Okay. Right. This is the only place where nitrogen will be your friend, where it keeps it consistent. Supposedly, and I'm saying this in theory, nitrogen will keep the same pressure year round, no matter what the temperature is. Yeah, for the most part. But uh, I still don't think a lot of shops around here that are doing that type of thing. It's like, oh, this is what we're adding here. I don't think they're actually charging people for it. So right, they shouldn't. I don't think most uh, people that are adding nitrogen to the cars are, uh, you know, charging for it or being honest about it even really if you live where db lives yeah. no it's not it, it makes it, i'm sorry there's so much dry air there and the temperature doesn't change that much i i don't think nitrogen um this is my opinion i don't think it matters in phoenix oh no it doesn't matter no. but costco still puts i think costco only has nitrogen for tires now i'm sure that's policy-wide and they're all of their places across the country so yeah, I imagine so and i think discount tire does too whatever that's but fine. anyway enough about tires about tires this isn't the tire show not the tire show uh, so anyway, what else? Were we done with the F56? I'm sorry, my eyes just kind of glazed over because you guys started talking about JCWs again. <laughs> well, we were talking about, uh, yeah, whether mm-hmm. the, yeah, the people's opinions on the JCW. And so there's going to be a press event coming up for the JCW car here in the United States uh, in the end of October, uh, August, July. September, July, soon, next week. <laughs> July. End of July. Of July, uh, and we're actually working on trying to get uh, get somebody there from Margaret Freda, so it'll be pretty awesome if we do. So stay tuned. For- Fly him in on the corporate helicopter. The irony here is, is anybody along with the irony that this car will have been out for April, May, June, July, four full months <laughs> before they have or the, they have the press event? Yeah, the quote-unquote press event in the United States. That's, well, I don't know what would cause that. What do you think? Availability, possibly? Yeah, I think it's a mix of availability and also uh, they always have those press events with uh, the European press first. And the European press was uh, not much you know, before... This one, I think, was uh, actually two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I think it's a weather thing. They've probably been waiting for the weather to be, you know, to be better, right? And uh, and uh, which makes sense when you want to test a car like this one. Let's have right. it during yeah. hurricane season on the East Coast. How's that? Yes, I like. <laughs> I mean, they they could totally just be a, a scheduling conflict too. I mean, they could have had right, five right. or six things already booked in there, and they're like. Well, where are we going to put this? It's like, oh, we got to put it right here. That's the only thing we got. Well, because so. most likely you want to test a JCW with the press at a track. Right. I mean, you want to do some drives, but you probably want to be at a track also. Unless you're Jalopnik. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> not fight it anymore, unfortunately, because, you know, you crash Camaros. So. Alex, just don't crash. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you know, it's funny you say this because I was thinking of this earlier today. I was like, you're going to have to be really, really careful. Don't be a D-bag, like <laughs> uh, driving too close to people. And also, don't be too slow because you don't want to crash the car. So it's going to be a very yeah. fine balance. I think. Yeah, it's it's be action control on. Yeah. Leave, leave, leave all the, the, the nanny buttons pressed. Leave, you know? Yeah. Buttons unpressed and just leave it in D. Don't go into the fancy S mode for shifting. And don't try to broadcast to whatever the live stream is that you know. Yeah, and don't try. Yeah, to, yeah. Don't try to do the Internet <laughs> of Things. Just kind of take a nice leisurely drive around the track. Just go. Yeah. Like think 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 James Mayan thoughts. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Mayan. Just make sure you. Yeah, yeah. Buffering. Buffering. Just make sure you go the correct way around the track. Hey, speaking of James May, has anybody else heard the rumors that uh, our boys yes. are coming to Netflix? Yes. Yeah. That, that yeah. What? Like that. that's a rumor now? No, they're very close to signing a deal. What I read recently was that uh, Jeremy Clarkson, the Hamster, and James May are all very close to signing a deal with Netflix. Yep. Which yep. means awesome. they can have well like done, naked Netflix. women and drop the f bomb whenever they feel like it. Thanks. And somebody's job is going to be to serve Jeremy Clarkson cold food and just get punched in the face daily. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. I bet you somebody from Netflix heard that and said, yeah. done. We can do that. We can make that happen. Well done. Me up. Yep. Well, they are supposed to also uh, air that last episode of Top Gear, which is going to be kind of like some like broken segmented. I think they've got two too, or three. Yeah, I think I, they've got I'll, two or three that are still going to air. Yeah. Yeah, they um they released that little trailer uh to, from my birthday. Oddly enough, BBC is like, oh, happy birthday, DB. Here's a little Top Gear tr- nugget for you to get you excited for what we still have left over from when Jezza before he punched somebody. We got all this footage. Got to do something with it. It's got to be one guy every crowd. Right. One. So into the news from motoringfile.com. Let me yeah. take a minute and remind you guys about one of the fine spots. Down one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof, our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com. They've got all the cool stuff. 
that you want for your Mini, the Koala Intake Manifold Spacer. A little bit of bolt-on power for the R56. You have 56 intake, which is an awesome, awesome piece. Of course, the new uh, gear shift knob, which I am just really liking quite a lot. It's very nice. And then uh, the dipstick and the FlexPod adapter, all the things, all available over at CravenSpeed.com. Go over there. Make sure you sign up for the email newsletter as well. If you place an order with them, make sure you mention you heard about us on White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. And of course, even if you don't buy it from Craven Speed, still look for, look for Craven Speed parts where finer mini parts are sold. Detroit Tune carries a full line of Craven Speed parts, as does Outmotoring, as does Way, as does pretty much all the mini shops in the United States. Just go, hey, what do you got from Craven? Boom, done and done. Uh, CravenSpeed.com, home of the uh, N-Gage system and electric mini yeah. and dipstick and uh, the stubby antenna. Anyway, check them out at uh, CravenSpeed.com, please. Nice. Yes. Let's move on, shall we? I say we move on. Now we get into the content portion of the show. Does anybody need to stop for a moment, <laughs> refill a drink, go to the bathroom? No, sir. Let's just keep rolling. Okay, good. <laughs> so in other news, uh, in other news, uh, new convertibles, we've heard, uh, have they've actually stopped building the convertible uh, as of uh, June 1st. So if you were wanting to get a convertible, it's what's on the dealer's lot, or you're stuck having to wait until uh, mid-next year, 2016, I believe, for the convertible, like next spring or something. Yes, yes. but see, right. isn't this a long way to uh, to uh, the next release? It's kind of a long way to cancel, to start stop production on the on the model, no? No, because the Clubman did it. The Clubman ceased production oh, yeah. in July or June or July last year, and it's not going to come out till first quarter. So I think we're looking at about the same time frame. Now, here's what the interesting part is: is uh, the Clubman and the convertible are going to be re- uh, be released in the U.S. very close together. Very close together, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think it can only help sales. That's, that, and that's two different buyers. I mean, either you're looking for that the bigger size of the Clubman or you're looking for the drop-top goodness of a convertible. Well, and, and here would be the mistake, too, and they did this the last time they came out with the convertible. The convertible was released here in the U.S. in February. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's, bad. Wah, wah, wah. that's not good. <laughs> just, just bad idea all over it. And hopefully they learn from that. And so if we're looking at the Clubman next year, first quarter, I'm guessing January, February. Um, even maybe early March, that the convertible should probably be May or June. So we're still talking a year away. Right. Right. We're still talking a year I mean, away. There's a, there's a ton of them in the used car market. Go pick up a used one or go get find yourself maybe in a, a Rodster, as Alex likes to call them. Find a Roadster for the meantime, just to keep yourself occupied. But it's funny. I was uh, I was uh, looking at the at the convertible JCW a couple of weeks ago, and I think the starting price was like $35,000. They're wow. pretty expensive. Super expensive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. the Roadster is not any better. Yeah, that's true. Drop no. the top, baby. Cost money. But it looks good. The JCW uh, convertible looks pretty good. That's a nice car. I, I can't imagine. The take rate on that's got to be like one. No. <laughs> and here's the funny thing, though, is it doesn't. it's not just many. Historically, no car company has ever had a really – Miata is the one. Everybody always pulls that out of their ass when you're talking about how – Look Miata. But, yeah, but Miata, they – I mean – Whatever. It only comes as a convertible. Well, and you either have to be, and I say this again, and so far nobody's, everybody's just laughed. Just you, be careful. You either have to be over 50 or gay to drive a Miata. That's, that's not true. That's my opinion. <laughs> you ever been out to the track of those little spec Miata guys? Bunch of children with like the, you know, the hipster beards, okay, the hipster, so, next, hipster next beards. So there is a... Ra- yeah, there is a third contingent, the, the true enthusiast who takes it to the track where they've got a roll bar and they're they're driving around town and they've still got the numbers on the side of their cars. Yeah, but yeah. they're driving Mike Mark twos anyway, so they don't really count. Right. Those are that's the third category. Otherwise, no, fi- over fifty or gay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so let's move on. Um, the Mini Connected app, the Journey Mate XL app, I guess, has been updated for iOS. It. Talk- you got this in your in your app update, right? It, it is, and uh, I'm going to read to you guys this. If you've got Mini Connected uh, that will work with the Journeymate XL, which means a 2014 or newer, an F56 with that, because I, as far as I know, this doesn't even work with the Countryman. There are some fantastic updates that have been added to this, uh, um, the Journeymate Mini Connected XL app uh, for the iPhone and that is, um, and this was all, they basically said, hey, we've updated the app and we've implemented various improvements uh, and much customer feedback. You know, they're, they're finally listening to people. So now you can send a car from the lock screen. 
So let's say in the app you've got figured out work and home. You drive every day. You can, from your lock screen, press the button, and if your journey mate is running in the background or whatever, you can choose your destination. Go, okay, I'm at work. I'm going to go home. And you click that, and then as soon as you plug it into the car, it sends it to your navigation system, and you do that. And you kind of go, well, why would I do that, right? Well, that's because traffic information has been updated to this, and if dynamic trafficking is built into uh, the Mini Connected app and the navigation in the car, and it works brilliantly. I can never talk uh, uh, enough good stuff about this and how well it works. And it reroutes you, and sometimes you're like, where the heck is it taking me? And it saves you time. So, hey, Alex, reject. <clears throat> so the next thing, um, the traffic information, it stays up to date. So if you've got uh, something planned, let's say you fire up in your iPhone, you've got a little time. You're like, hey, I'm going to go to these two places. Like this week, I'm going to go to the farmer's market. I'm going to drive down to see grandma and something else. And you put it into your app and you build basically a destination or a set of destinations, right? Um, your app is going to tell you traffic information update in your notifications so if you have an iphone even from the lock screen you drop down into date to today's notifications and if there's traffic coming up on your route it will tell you these things are brilliant in my opinion it's this is how people use their devices and they're finally starting to think unless you're using ways yeah well come on here's the <laughs> here's the other thing though is i'm curious if even ways will do this this is another additional feature they've added to the uh the journey made xl app is Destination input via your smartphone maps. So let's say you're using Google Maps, God forbid, Apple Maps, or whatever other you know mapping uh, a program you're using, right? And let's say you do a destination. You can do the share feature and send it to the JourneyMate app, which will then automatically put it into your navigation system in the car when you plug it in. It's, it's really a feature that's been missing since Google sent a car since they killed that way back when, which you could only do from a desktop computer. It was just, it was a mess. It was a headache. It worked great when you figured out how to use it. But now, let's say you're on your phone. You're like, oh, I'm going to go to this new place. I don't know where it is. I put it in Google Maps and then send to JourneyMate, and it's there. So uh, there's one thing I don't understand. So uh, because I haven't had a chance to use the app, obviously. So do you, how does JourneyMate and uh, communicates with the card you need to be plugged in? Yes, yes, it does need to be plugged in uh, uh, via the cable to the car. So okay, so what you're saying is that once you send from Google Maps to JourneyMate, and after you connect JourneyMate to your phone, to your uh, uh, mini-connected unit, so the, the saved uh, address That's, from Google yes. Maps is like recognized or something. It's already okay. there. It's already there for you. Okay. Yep, it's already there for you, which is a great thing. And the other thing that's great, the final feature that they've added to this that really works is now it will run in the background. Like when your phone goes to sleep or you go to another app, because right now you used to use either Mini Connected or the JourneyMate app, and let's say you get a phone call or a text message, it kicked the app completely, and you pretty much had to rejack or restart the app for it to connect. This, in my opinion, was insanely stupid. Yeah, that, that never made any sense. Never made any sense, right? You're like, it makes it useless because you're like, if you get text messages or phone calls frequently, which most of us do, it completely makes it useless after you get a text. It's like, oh, no, now you can't go back to the app. You got to reboot it. Right. Now it runs in the background, and that's not going to do that anymore. So they're really starting to think about the way people use this. I personally recommend the navigation system in the new Mini. I I like it. It's got its shortcomings, but it's one of the best in any car I've ever used. Still with the shortcomings. Right. So, And this makes it even better, this JourneyMate app. Look for it on the iTunes Store, Mini Connected XL, JourneyMate. I have no idea if it's available for um, uh, Android. Somebody let me know if that's possible. Well, it's not going to be because Mini Connected is not compatible with Android yet, is it? Not yet. Not yet, no. That's, still, that's one of those things that's always been talked about. You know what else came about this week is uh, Apple's WWDC, WWDC con- conference was last week, and um, there was a little bit of information about upcoming changes to Apple Apple's CarPlay, which is another one of those cool technologies that got a... I don't imagine Mini would ever put in the cars either. As DB says, it's it's Mini's going to get um, CarPlay about the time we get a diesel. I think I think you'll get CarPlay with the Clubman. 
because um, you know Gabe Gabe described like in the post about the Clement that there would be like two uh, infotainment options. Like one will be probably like uh, uh, some, something very similar to what uh, we're gonna get like in the new seven series, I think, with uh, gesture control, touch screen, and all that stuff. And I think it will make sense to have CarPlay at this point uh, because it seems to me that like the 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 control of the of the center stack uh, right now in the F56, I don't think would work like in a CarPlay environment, if you will. Like it's just, uh, it's like when Steve Jobs described the, the the iPhone the first time around, right? Every time you want to add a new feature to those old phones, you can because you have those old keyboards that are stuck and that you know basically constraining what you can do with the software. And I think that's the same case with the uh, with the F56, but. The F55, I think, will probably get CarPlay. All right, this is going to piss me off then if, if uh, CarPlay comes to Mini and it won't work on a car that's a year old. I think you'll get it on the on the LCI of the F56, I think. Yes. Which is no. going to be two more years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Car- two more years. So CarPlay will be on, like, version 6, and Mini will be, oh, hey, look at this new thing we just got. And as annoying as it is, you can understand that as technology moves so fast – you know, in the world of mobile phones and everything, it's hard for car companies to keep up. And I don't want to say cut them some slack, but it's like, come on, put some software engineers on this. So, so one of the things that was announced, like with CarPlay, right, uh, was the fact that now you don't need actually to plug it to plug your phone to the whatever center stack you have in your car to actually right. a- access CarPlay. And the other thing is that uh, automakers can have like a, an app that runs th- that runs through CarPlay. So right now, as of now. Uh, if you're using CarPlay in your car, you need to, I don't know, for whatever reason, access some other functionalities such as like the uh, temperature control or the, you know, some of the things. Like you need to be, to to get out of CarPlay, use those controls and then go back in. Now it's just going to be like an app that sits in CarPlay. So really, when you think of, of any uh, automaker, they really have like no excuse to not enable CarPlays in their car right now, I I think. Well, right. no, that, I'm with you, Alex. Yep. Yeah. And Especially the, if they do a kind of app store style. It's like, oh, here, you have a General Motors car. So here's all the General Motors apps that are available for your specific automobile. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's, uh, here's the the temperature control. Here's the whatever, 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 you know, well, heating, I, heated heats, whatever. And you know what Ford and General Motors are doing is they're saying that they're going to offer CarPlay and their own, you know, Ford's got Sync still. They've reskinned that and renamed it, but it's still Sync under the hood. Sync there's open. Right. I need it. Right research on that yep they're going to offer both so you're going to have the choice because they want to you know be able to have iphone people and android people be able to use their cars and gm is going to do the same thing they're trying to offer choice of saying well you now you've got a choice of what how you want to communicate with your car which i think is brilliant it's it's way more expensive but they sell well i just want it to be a checkbox yeah yeah system do you want in your car do you want the apple carplay you want android auto or do you want our cool thing from the factory or do you just want you know like a in dash cassette deck I get the feeling that it's a bit dif- more difficult for BMW Mini to swallow the fact that CarPlay, you know, is kind of not taking over at this point, but it's got, you know, it's. I think it's getting some traction, uh, given the fact that they probably spend some, you know, time, resources, you know, and money on developing their own interface, which, as you said, Todd, is pretty good compared to what you see in the space. So you know, that's kind of, you know, like, you know, there's this CarPlay now. Everybody wants CarPlay, and we spend so much money on this thing, and it looks good. And so we have to swallow the pill and say, okay, well, now we're going to have to enable CarPlay because otherwise, you know, people, I mean, I, you know, when, when you're comparing like the Golf R to the JCW, the fact that the Golf R next year is coming with uh, CarPlay, that's like a, that's a big, I mean, for me, that's a big deal. That's like, that's like one of the, it's, you could make the decision on whether or not it would go mini or Golf, honestly. I right. can I can see that, and that's not just you talking, Alex. I think I see a lot of people could make the same decision and go, I like both these cars, but this one has CarPlay, and I love my Apple device, whatever it is. I'm at the age now where the next car I buy is going to be, okay, what do you have on the inside? How can I connect my personal device? Oh, that's not good enough for me, so um, you're out of the running. Let's go, on to the next, let's go on to the next model. See, we got three people here. I don't know how Chad feels about technology in a car. When I come, no, seriously, I, when it comes time for me to buy a new car, if whatever personal electronic device I'm running won't connect to it directly and allow me to do things with my phone, then, yeah, that's not a car I'm going to buy. Chad, Here. what would you do? Uh, you know, I, I like technology. I think it is good. I, I mean, I use it every day, and when I don't have it, it's very frustrating. But, you know, Mini is just getting up to speed on some of this, and are they going to be behind the curve yet again because they're still 10 years behind? That's going to be an interesting thing to see how this progresses down the road here. So, Well, and traditionally yeah. what's been annoying about 
about Mini and BMW is that BMW gets all the cool stuff first, and yeah. it is starting to that gap is starting to narrow. Um, when like this, the whole connected idea, it came out almost simultaneously for BMW and Mini. Yeah. So hopefully that will narrow that down, and as things with the two companies start to merge a little bit, because BMW has a lot more power in that. And I got to say, did I send you guys the uh, screen cap I did from the Mini Connected? I don't think so. I have a screen nope. cap that we should use this for this week's show. Um, when you're in the Mini and you're running, say, the system, let's say. Uh, you're sitting in the car waiting for somebody to come out of the store, right? And the key is off, but the screen is still on and it's playing music or whatever. It's got a time limit, like five, ten minutes. When that happens, the screen pops up and it says, the iDrive system in this vehicle will now be shut down. <laughs> okay? Oh, I think you did send this to us. And it says, literally, the iDrive system. Yes. And that is in the Mini that it says that. I, remember you, I do remember that you sent us that, yeah. Yeah, so... That, to me, just says it's got the exact same underlying. I mean, it is identical. All right. they've done is reskin it and put different, you know, fancy uh, uh, icons in here. That's it. Got it. Um, moving on, we also – Autocar posts things on their website because I really don't think they can help themselves. <laughs> well. Yeah, so uh, this week was uh, other news as of their, like, the big conference and uh, Peter Schwarzenbauer, which is uh, the board uh, the board on, uh, of um, uh, BMW Mini, uh, had a chance to talk with other car about the uh, Superleggera. And so this is one of those weeks where now it's coming. You know, one week it's not coming, one week it's coming, <laughs> the next is coming, the next one it's not coming. So apparently it's still on the table. But that's not the most interesting part of the article. I think the most interesting part is what it says about some of the design cues that we've seen on the Superleggera and that could make their way into the new models. And one of the things that, that was very interesting is uh, uh, about the interior. A lot of people have been complaining that the interior of the new Mini is kind of very busy, although the quality is much higher than it used to be. It's it's very busy. And um, and what he said, he said, if you look at the uh, Mini historically, like interior like has been always very like kind of bare bone, very minimalist and so maybe you know you know we're, we're thinking about coming back to uh to something very similar um uh, and then again uh yeah. you know the discussions is around like is there a business case for for the superleggera and then talks a little bit about the clubman and the countryman but that's basically it yeah so yeah if it came out like miata style that would be really cool yep okay um so enough about that uh, yeah. we've come to our shout out portion of the show now, and now we're going to move on to the shout-out portion of the show. I got a very nice email this week. I got a lot of nice emails last week, rather, because it was my birthday, and you guys are crazy nutty. I got my Facebook lockdown, and like people were sending me messages. I was getting texts. But people posting to their own walls. It was insane. You guys are nuts. But thank you very much. Anyway, got this really nice message uh, from the boys in Florida, Gary Minimac. Sent us a message say, hey, you know, we're hanging out. Uh, listen to White Roof Radio in the BMW showroom. It was really cool in Tampa. Like, oh, Gary, thank you very much. Uh, BMW in Tampa. Yeah, the awesome. uh, at uh, uh, Furman Mini of Tampa Bay. So. There you go. Furman Mini Tampa Bay. So, yeah. But he said they were doing it in the BMW showroom. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> we're, you we're, know, <laughs> if you guys want to sponsor us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. <laughs> we're always open for new sponsorships. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing a BMW podcast. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, no. Right <laughs> <laughs> too soon. I heard crickets after TP said that. <laughs> Literally. It's there. It's, I, I don't know when the last, one, the last time Gabe did a BMW cast. I, I don't know. It's been a long time. All right, which reminds me, we need to do our um, – what's a uh, – I'm not going to bother to check. It was funny for a minute. Now it's not funny in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> that was funnier in my head. We're moving I was, on. <laughs> I was going to do a go motoring check, but, you know, <laughs> I thought about it too late. But, you know. It's still, still funny. <laughs> still like relaunch the week of December 12th. That's still funny. So <laughs> stay tuned. You know what? We should totally have a T-shirt with this. <laughs> <laughs> Five years and counting. Go motoring, launching December 12th. <laughs> Maybe we can finance the launch, the relaunch of it with our t-shirts. <laughs> oh, jeez, we're going to catch hell now. Because <laughs> now I could probably buy it for like a buck. 
Say, <laughs> hey, give me the side pack. Does anybody? There's no such thing as an RSS. Well, there is, but I mean, does yeah, anybody, nobody, nobody uses RSS anymore. They use Twitter and Facebook. Anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Easy. Well, now with news and uh, and instant articles, I think RSS are coming back. No, yes, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe but not. Further shell. All right. Not do shuttlecast. I say we're going to be done. Yep. Does anybody yep. have anything else to add? Nope. Nope. All right, very good. Uh, this is the part. Uh, this is the ending of the show portion of the show. Uh, and actually, we remind you guys about two things. I want you to remind you about uh, motoringstripes.com. Motoring. Because mentioned motoringstripes.com last week because we ran out of time. But motoringstripes.com. Go there. That's where you can go and say, "Hey, Todd, let's send me some stripes." Boom. Put Todd stripes on your car. Motoringstripes.com. Uh, stripes and the. How are we coming on the uh, white radio sunroof delete kit, kit, Chief? It's not posted yet, is it? No, um, but you can get sunroof <laughs> graphics, all super simple to install, including the white roof radio sunroof delete kit when it becomes available. Super simple to install. The Countryman bumper protection strip, which every Countryman should have, especially if you put stuff in the boot. We sell right. out of those all the time. My gosh, I just because it's a great piece and also super simple to install. Yeah, all the stuff you could totally do this yourself. It's easy stuff. I mean, that's why Todd sells it. He's, you can have my stripes because they're easy to install, right? And they look right. They go from, from the top to the bottom. There's no like weird, annoying gap. But if you want the weird, annoying gap, Todd can make you those stripes too. All you have to do, punch up uh, motoringstripes.com. Are you still doing the, uh, the, the, the coupon code? Yes. Yes. Coupon code of uh, 5050. No, what was it? That's right. Oh, yeah. Coupon code 5050. Save yourself 5% on any order from motoringstripes.com because, you know, blank is boring. And uh, don't forget our man Chad, DetroitTune.com. If you're within two hours of the shop, three hours of the shop, four hours of the heck, if you're within a half-day drive to the shop, that should be your default mini shop anyway. Just go DetroitTune.com. Chad can do all the things for your car. And he can say all the things for your car, too, at DetroitTune.com. Go over there. Check it all out, please. Thank you. There you go. Otherwise, I believe we are done for the evening. This is the part of the show where I do like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt.